Zone. It's me, Ben Weber. That was a song I made for Mira, a baby girl for whom I am the donor dude. I call it Mira One. How are you doing? Well, here I am. I'm in my bedroom. I'm trying to get cozy. I'm wrapped in this Tibetan scarf from a place called Risk Gallery and Boutique in Bushwick. I got my pine candle burning from the Park Slope Food Co-op. But I have to tell you, getting cozy is a true challenge. Every day there there is a new nightmare in the news. Every day I feel like hiding, running away, cocooning. If I try to hold all of it in my head and my heart at the same time, I, I just feel like I'm going to explode. And it's Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. For the next eight nights, Jews will celebrate an unlikely military victory over the Syrians, as well as the miraculous single serving of oil that burned for eight days in a desecrated temple. I fell in love with Hanukkah for the presents, but I continue to love Hanukkah because of its resonance with other solstice holidays. You know, this time of year, the days are short and quickly consumed by darkness, and it, it seems to be a human impulse to challenge the darkness with light, whether it's twinkle lights or candles or glowing snowmen or animatronic reindeer. It's beautiful. And if you're anything like me, the darkness outside often magnifies the darkness of our times and the, the personal darkness that, that lives inside. You may have noticed for the past several months I have not released a new episode of The Cozy Zone. Like the miraculous Hanukkah oil, one-month podcast hiatus burned for 
eight months. And honestly, I have a lot of shame around that. Art shame, creative shame. I feel like I should be producing more. I have to get my voice out there. I should be doing something productive, continuing my legacy, two years of cozy zoning. <sighs> yeah, and it hurts. That shame hurts. And I, I took a lot of time coming to you now with a new episode. But I've been doing a lot of work and meditating and reading a book by Brene Brown called Daring Greatly. And this book speaks a lot about shame, resilience, and vulnerability. So what I'm doing here is I'm, I'm attempting to shine some light onto my dark feelings. A powerful way to combat shame is cultivating connection with others and courageously owning all your feelings, owning your story. So, my dear, sweet, Cozy Zone listeners, I'd, I'd love to share with you what has been going on during my Cozy Zone sabbatical for the last eight months. April 2017, I met little Mira. My sweetheart Nicolette and I flew to L.A. to celebrate Passover and to hold and kiss this small human who shares my genetic material. I was so nervous to meet her. I, I was really afraid that I would mess everything up or that, that she would hate me, even though she was just a few months old. But we got there, and I held her and met her, and she's a little tiny baby who loves the person who's holding her. And I, I couldn't help but feel connected, feel awe. It was mind-blowing. Uh, changed me forever. Uh, incredible. I, I love you, Mira. It was such an honor to meet you, and I, I hope to be a benevolent part of your life forever. Also, April 2017, my sweetheart Nicolette and her sweetheart Emmett and I decided to start seeing a therapist for the three of us. We were lucky enough to find Randy, a poly-friendly, queer, competent champion of all hard relationship things, both minute and epic. That also has truly been a game and life changer. May 2017, Nicolette, Emmett, and I embarked on the Five Borough Bike Ride, one of my favorite New York City activities of all time. There's nothing quite like riding bikes amongst tens of thousands of people to inspire some really high-level processing. Uh, the boroughs we conquered, Manhattan, the Bronx, Queens, and Brooklyn. Topics processed, logistics for our CSA, how to navigate Pride Weekend, sharing accountability for financial and solo therapy goals. Also, we ate a lot of kind bars. June 2017, I finished a daunting theater residency in Cypress Hills, Brooklyn. For three months, I taught drama every day to a group of adversarial, distracted, and charming sixth graders. Their final sharing included the following pieces. Death the Shark, an epic tale of a murderous shark read by me and pantomimed by a group of enthusiastic young men. Shoe store, in which a shoplifter attempts to get away with some sneakers, but the security guards tackle him. In the club, in which a gang member starts a fight and everybody tackles him. 
And finally, a beautiful and honest scene about bullying that ended with an original rap. Great job, everybody. What an adventure that was. July 2017. For a few years, Nicolette has talked about the challenge of her role as pivot in our poly constellation. She had to constantly travel back and forth between our place on Foster Avenue and Emmett's place about a mile away. Well, not an impossibility, this dual life and these dual homes made so many aspects of her life more challenging. And, of course, you know, if your sweetie is having a challenging time, you are probably having a challenging time as well. Some of these challenging things included house care, food shopping, animal care, preparing for work, preparing for travel. All of this was more complicated. So, through talking to Randy and lots of processing, the three of us decided to try out finding one place all together. So we did. We found the second story of a beautiful Victorian home, complete with three bedrooms, one for each boo, a washer, dryer, a dishwasher, and windows that look out over a magical tree-lined street. We named our place Brave House because of the daunting amount of courageous communication necessary to make even the basics function at a not-terrible baseline. I also uh, chose a room that has this beautiful walk-in closet. Uh, there's no bar over it. It's just sort of this strange, empty, cut-out space. And I moved a desk in there. I moved a comfy chair in there. And that is my Brave House studio, where a lot of art-making has been happening. I can close the door and hide and escape. And I am working on forging it into my very own fully functional cozy zone. August 2017. I traveled up to Rhinebeck, New York for my second summer of circle singing at the Omega Institute. Last summer, my week of improvised song awakened my dormant love and commitment to my voice and music and community and creative expression. This summer, I got to meet Bobby McFerrin, whose voice I've loved since I was a very little Ben. I, I loved The Elephant's Child. Uh, he did with Jack Nicholson. Uh, he did a lot of uh, Rudyard Kipling Just So stories, and he just created these beautiful voice-only songs. I, I love him so much, and uh, he, he has sort of transformed and uh, deeply affected the way that I think about music and the voice. I'm sending out lots of gratitude to everyone who sings with me in a circle. And I have to say, this practice is probably the most profound healing experience I have encountered to date. So lots of gratitude for circle singing. September 2017. When I first started seeing Nicolette, she had three cats, Peanut, Butter, and Daryl. And I was allergic to cats. But, you know, I, uh, I was in it to win it. And so I took my Claritin and uh, sneezed my way deeper and deeper into love with Nicolette. Uh, Nicolette had inherited Daryl from her ex, who chose to adopt him despite his relatively heartbreaking past. He was found in a cardboard box on the street and was born with a condition called small eyes, where his eyeballs don't fit snugly in his head, so they, they roll around every which way, and y y if you look at him, it looks like he has no eyes, and sometimes he has a little half eye. Uh, it, it's very, very grotesque, actually, if you're, you're sort of not used to it. Um, and the thing is this, this grotesque small eyes bit is, is really, 
I guess, negated or or made obsolete by Daryl's personality, which was so profoundly charming. Uh, he's a he's a bit of a misanthrope, you know. He often hides under furniture until he was ready for a profound loving. Uh, at which point he would launch himself, his substantial heft, onto your lap, and he would purr like an earthquake, and he'd swish his nightstick tail into your breakfast and into your coffee. He he reminded me of a, a furry little orca. And and he, he did this funny behavior where he would press the side of his face against you or, or the edge of a couch or a corner of a wall and would noisily gnaw like he was deliciously... Uh, scratching a, a very specific itch. He loved dry food and sticking his face in your lap and sitting in cardboard boxes. So shortly after we moved into Brave House, Daryl stopped eating. We took him to the vet who found something wrong with his liver, and so we took him to the hospital for some more tests, and sort of throughout this whole process, he deteriorated so quickly uh, and so we we had to put him in the, the hospital overnight for a few nights. And we would keep visiting to check on him. And ultimately, the, the vet gave us the news that the best-case scenario was that Big D had lymphoma. So that would mean that we could put him on cat chemo for months and months and, and you know, we would fight it and, and pay tens of thousands of dollars to make that happen. And even after all of that, he, he might have a 50% chance of, of making it through. But as it stands, the vet told us he wasn't even doing well enough to do the necessary lymphoma tests. So we couldn't have even known if this was a, a solvable problem problem because he was doing so badly. Um, so, you know, after a lot of grief stages and sobbing and nose-blowing, we decided that it was time, unfortunately, to say goodbye to sweet Daryl. Oof. I, I have never loved any animal like I loved Daryl. He was so beloved to me, uh, and it hurts so much to say goodbye but Daryl, I, I know you're out there looking down on all of us. Rest in power. I love you a lot, Big D. Be good. October 2017. October was filled with more circle singing. I was lucky enough to spend three days with Rhiannon, a master teacher of vocal improvisation, and I learned and explored and sang and sang and sang. At the end of it, we were all saying thank you and goodbye, and you know how that is. You sort of wait patiently in line, and, and people ahead of you say their thing, and you know, you're know you sort of going over what you want to say. And Anyway, so my turn finally came, and I was like, oh, thank you so much, Rhiannon. This is great. You know, I, this is so nice. And, and she looks at me and, and says, you, you're a madman who's full of music. And that, that was really nice to hear. I really appreciated that. That meant a lot. Thanks, Rhiannon. I, I really love that. It's filled me with a lot of light and power. Thanks. November 2017. Our Brave House hosted a Friendsgiving. We cooked a turkey and root vegetables and Brussels sprouts and cranberry sauce. And we invited our dear chosen family who came and warmed our home with their love and their light. 
I have to say, you know, we're we're working on it, the three of us making this this house together, and we have a lot of drama, but not as much as we could. But you know, we really we really pull it together when we got to host something. You know, it, it's re- frankly remarkable how the three of us can work together with care and enthusiasm to be these consummate hosts. Very impressive, despite any any dynamics that are going on. We really pull it together to make a good party. Thanks, booze. You guys, uh, it's good working with you. And finally, December 2017, Cozy Zone with Ben Weber is back. Yes. I have renewed my commitment to public coziness. You know, I've had a lot of time off, but during my time off, I, I haven't been idle. You know, I've been thinking about coziness on a daily basis, frankly. I been doing a bit of research and meditation and category building, you know, to make meaning out of the world like you do. And when you take a deep dive into coziness, there there's about, I guess, three branches of inquiry that, that pop up. So first is this Danish concept of hygge, right? Um, so I, I got I got this book, the little book of hygge, you know, to do some research. And, and in the introduction, the author, Make Weeking, uh, CEO of the Happiness Research Institute in Copenhagen writes, Huga is about an atmosphere and an experience rather than about things. It is about being with the people we love, a feeling of home, a feeling that we are safe, that we are shielded from the world and allow ourselves to let our guard down. You may be having an endless conversation about the small or big things in life, or just be comfortable in each other's silent company, or simply... Just be by yourself, enjoying a cup of tea. I love that. I think that's a it's a beautiful description of of huga, and of course resonates very strongly with coziness and what happens in the cozy zone. Uh, Make suggests that huga is an experience of the five senses generated by such things as candlelight, cake, mulled wine, and woolly socks. Furthermore, he positions huga as an as intrinsic to Danish national identity, uh, rendering Denmark the happiest nation in the world. And that's, that's wonderful. Congratulations, Denmark. I am so glad that you are so happy. And I, I believe makes data, and I, I believe in the validity of the Happiness Research Institute. But I, I have some questions. Okay, so listen, I love happiness, and I wish it for myself and all people on earth. I truly do. And, and if you are happy, good for you. I'm really, I'm really, I'm glad. I'm happy for you. Um, and, you know, for me, I have to work so hard to feel happy, just even for like a little bit. And most of my time is struggling to be happy. It's hard to be happy. And listen, if I lived in a nation where the identity, where to be a part of this national identity was to be happy, I would feel extremely alienated, you know? Uh, And, you know, happiness is this ephemeral, ever-shifting, and for me, sometimes fleeting feeling. So would that mean if I'm not happy, I'm not really Danish? Uh, That's tough. That's like a tough position to be in. You know, and I also, I'm thinking about, thinking about Buddhism and the Four Noble Truths, and all those truths are about suffering, right? Life is suffering, and you can find relief 
of that suffering through acknowledging that suffering exists, that we all have suffering. To be born is to suffer. To die is to suffer. All There is so much suffering. And so you acknowledge it and you, you undergo a, a nice mindfulness practice and perhaps you can find some relief to this suffering. And from my uh, perspective, Danish Huga does not acknowledge the suffering in the world. And frankly, this is, this is not exactly the coziness I'm seeking. So back in the United States, when we talk about coziness, we might be talking about that snuggly fireplace feeling uh, resonant with Danish Huga, or we might be talking about um, cozy mysteries, which is a literary genre that I, I had never heard of. But in you know my research, uh, what happens in cozy mysteries is uh, crimes are often uh, committed and solved in this cute little quaint town, and any reference to violence or sexuality, uh, the, those references are tastefully glossed over. Uh, or if we talk about another kind of coziness, uh, we might be talking about uh, unsavory and corrupt relationships between folks in power. For example, here's a terrifying recent headline from The Guardian. Um, Fox and Friends and Trump, colon, North Korea crisis puts cozy relationship in spotlight. So I, I don't want my coziness to have anything to do with these corrupt power brokers who uh, are greedy and hungry for power and uh, doing all the things that I am striving to never do in my life. So, so that's hard. So, you know, I'm claiming that coziness is my thing. And so I am, I am called to be really deliberate and mindful about exactly what I mean when I, Ben Weber, say cozy. I don't mean in cahoots. I don't mean uh, mysteries that are in a cute town where you don't talk about violence or sex. Um, and I, I don't think I'm talking about huga. Uh, so for me, my cozy nirvana is creating art in community. A cozy zone is a place where nothing else on earth matters except courageously dreaming about poetic actions. For the past two years, through this podcast, I've essentially been researching what makes a cozy zone. And I've been working on something I'm calling the Cozy Zone Cozy Code, which is a series of concepts, ingredients, and elements of every cozy zone. Uh, so far, I've come up with uh, 14 ideas, 14 tenets, 14 pillars of the Cozy Zone Cozy Code. Let me share with you what I have so far. Number one, light. Kindle a candle in your cozy zone. Witches and priests and Danes and Maccabees and people with birthdays, all of them know about the magic of candlelight. So no matter what illuminates your cozy zone, be it a candle, be it the sun, be it a, a beautiful lamp, may that light be sweet. Light. Number two, hide. Out there, it's a complete disaster. It's chaos. It's horrible. I don't need that. I don't want it. I I'm just going to go in here. I'm going to shut it all out. I'm going to go to a place where no one can find me and no one can bother me. You're, you're okay, though. Yeah, come, come in. Come hide with me. Hide. Number three, 
warm. How's the temperature? Is it okay? Good. But how do you how do you feel inside? Like you're you're filling up with sunshine? Very good. Warm. Number four, breathe. Can you take in all the air you need? And can you let go of everything else you don't need? Let's do it together, all right? We might as well. Breathe in. Everything you need. And breathe out. Let everything go. Breathe. Number five. Stretch. My poor body. My poor body always needs a good stretch. And, and I'm always so worried about taking up too much space, flailing my arms, kicking someone in the face. Ugh. But what if I had room to expand just the way I needed and I wouldn't bother anybody? That would feel really, really good. Stretch. Number six, chat. The truth is I'm, I'm yearning for connection. Maybe, maybe we can find it through the exchange of some words, some stories, some jokes. Chat. Number seven. Feel. As you may know, I am filled with feelings. So many feelings. All the feelings. They're coming right now. If I don't let them out, they're going to get stuck, and that hurts. So I'm just going to acknowledge that here it is. This is my sack of feelings. Feel. Number eight. Share. Vulnerability is a practice that I am striving to cultivate. So I would love to tell you a a secret or, or a discovery, something I've been trying to give voice to for a little while now. Of course, I'm a bit frightened, but here we are. Share. Number nine, flirt. So the thing about you is you're just so charming. And I like you. I like to look at your face. I like to be near your body. It feels good. And I'd love to find some way to let you know all this. You know, no expectations. Beautiful boundaries award-winning, and I really enjoy you. I like your being. I like your corporeal form. It's an honor to be close to you in your cozy zone. I'm into this. Flirt. Number 10, dream. But really, I want to tell you about this art thing I've been scheming about. And I really want to hear about your art thing or your life thing or some obstacle that could use a collaborative process of creative decision-making. Huh? Dream. Number 11. Play. Also, will you sing with me real quick? Let me show you this thing I made. Oh, here's a fun game. Bits, bits. Bits. I'm laughing. I'm smiling. I'm out of breath. How are you? Play. Number 12. Make. So I'm the development assistant of a huge philanthropic organization called 
the Cozy Zone Foundation, who grants unlimited funds to commission collaborative art projects. What are we going to make? Make. Number 13. Soak. I'm really into this place, this cozy zone. I feel like a sponge, and I'm just deeply drinking in all the good vibes and delicious energy. Soak. Number 14. Steep. This cozy zone is so cozy that not only am I soaking it all up, but I'm also able to uncover and share and leave behind important parts of myself. This place and I are engaged in exchange. I will leave here a different person, and this place will forever be changed because I was here. Steep. Okay, to review, the elements of the Cozy Zone Cozy Code include light, hide, warm, breathe, stretch, chat, feel, share, flirt, dream, play, make, soak, steep. What do you think about this list? Do you have any edits or suggestions or additions? I'd love to hear from you. Please, please contact me at email at benweberprojects.com. Email at Ben Weber, B-E-N-W-E-B-E-R, projects, P-R-O-J-E-C-T-S dot C-O-M. Follow me on Instagram at Ben Weber Projects. Follow me on Twitter at Cozy Zones. And, of course, visit www.benweberprojects.com for all the Cozy Zones there are. This has been the opener for episode 55 of Cozy Zone with Ben Weber. Daniel Goldman at Colectivo Lakefront. Grab a mocha, snuggle up to a childhood friend, and enjoy the newest, freshest episode of Cozy Zone.